Oh, thank God. <laughs> and all it took was a login. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Oh, you Jesus Christ. I thought you were going to uh, change it up. Never mind. <laughs> 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 no, I'm, no, it's a spoiler about Sam or the Ruler. I wish I had a better name, Ted. <laughs> and I don't Ted Word. No. <laughs> Never. Because <laughs> of Game of Thrones with Yet Never. Oh no, Witcher. That's Witcher. Yeah. So, any thoughts? You want any thoughts about the season? Or I guess, how did you feel about season three? In four. Wait, are we gonna watch the trailer and or go right into the conversation? No trailer. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I have not seen the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. It was a genuine question about season three because since season. Oh. Was... Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. You gotta put it mm -hmm. into the live chat Twitch. Oh, once I click into it, yeah. Ted left. I want to point that out to the stream. No. <laughs> Wrong, chat. Wrong chat. Oh, I see. Join someone else's random live stream. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Boy, that <trip. laughs> so I don't think my microphone was being picked up that whole time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But now everyone, <laughs> now everyone can hear me though. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> this is three times in a row. <laughs> it's okay, little by little. I don't know why these little these little bugs keep happening here. We should have a checklist. Yeah, we really. That's something we definitely yeah. need to get a checklist for sure. But anyways, hello everyone. I'm not going to do the whole introduction again, but.
you got the gist of it. You just didn't hear my name. But we're watching the new Fortnite trailer, this this uh, this joint lease podcast today. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Tell me you're getting somewhere. We've already lost so much of the island to that. <gasps> Savannah. That's not surprising given the sample's behavior. I've never seen such accelerated cytokinesis. Whoa! I'm starting to think this may be a problem. Oh, this is cool. They're giving faces to the previous skins. Get out of here! That's brutal. like Terminator. <laughs> this isn't how it ends. It's like Stranger Things. They went through a portal in the in the lake. <laughs> Wait, is that Spider Gwen? Your Spider, yeah, Spider Gwen is actually in this season. Yeah. Um. Do they say why she's in it? Dimensions. How'd you like season three? Of the Fortnite era. I do. I mean, season three, this current one, or the just in general. Like, well, isn't like this, this. This is season, season four, four, chapter three. Yeah. Right. I'm asking about how did you enjoy season three? I, I mean, so far, I mean, I was really enjoying it a lot. It brought me back with the whole Dragon Ball Z thing. I was, I was playing in a bunch. Um, they added a new shotgun last season, uh, the Prime shotgun. I, I wasn't a big fan of it, but um, this season they've added a bunch of cool new stuff. And they you don't really get to see the mechanics in that trailer, but that Chrome stuff, it's going to be, it's going to make some for some very interesting uh, plays, I will say. <clears throat> Ooh, it's it like... I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it came out today. It said when I was reading it, it said it came out at 1 a.m. Uh, my times, and I think that was last night. Um, let me see here. Might have been Friday night, though. I don't remember, but it's this is definitely like the first weekend of it being out. Um, either way, but the Chrome stuff when you it's like a splash item, and you become Chrome, and so does the stuff around you, and if the walls or objects around you are chrome you can phase through the walls without breaking them or opening a door or anything so you don't necessarily need to uh get through obstacles the same way you can use it to make plays and just kind of like be more stealthy um they also added like i think they added a 
couple new guns. Like they brought back the rapid fire SMG, which is pretty cool. Um, then they added these two like chrome guns, uh, the chrome shotgun and the chrome burst rifle. I'm pretty sure. And both of them, they like they level up as you do damage with them. And that's a really new mechanic in Fortnite. I'm super excited to try it. Yeah, well, yeah, that's pretty cool that things level up now. Yeah. So there's a reason to keep a gun. And I was watching some people use it, and it's pretty accurate as far as I can see. And of course, if you hit if you hit shots with it, it's just gonna hit better. Okay. So it's does it get better accuracy wise or power wise? I think both. Or, I mean, usually when it okay. goes up in rarity, then that is what it does. It goes up a little bit in damage, a little bit in accuracy. And other areas like reload and whatever, right? Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Okay, so that will be in our sights. Hopefully we'll be playing that more, especially if it's Terminator themed. Terminator is a fun franchise. Okay. Um Saren, you wanna talk about your game? Yes. Is it playing? Let me see here. Uh so today get this thing set up. Well, I was just going to talk about it. Uh, as Aaron gets his thing <laughs> set up, uh, we're going to be talking about D23, some of the showcases that were going on last weekend, plus all the game stuff. Take it away, Aaron. Oh, okay. I was, <laughs> that was a little confusing. <laughs> I thought you said that we were going to talk about Aaron. I know. That was so confusing. <laughs> Why? I was just giving a rundown while you're getting everything set up. <laughs> but anyways, oh, you want to talk about the D twenty three. Okay. <laughs> no, we do, but he's not playing the game yet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, today I'm gonna be playing Slay the Spire while everyone else, while everyone talks about D twenty three. Uh, Slay the Spire is a dungeon like it's very similar to the other games I've played the uh, in previous streams. Dungeon roguelike game. Um, but this one is card based. And I guess you'll just have to see it from there. Cool. Um, so Jojo, Sam, and I went to D23 last week. We went Friday, Saturday. Friday was mostly Pixar and animation and Disney-related things. Saturday was mostly Marvel, Luke, uh, Lucasfilms, and Fox. Mm-hmm. When we went, we'll talk about day one. So we got in at about 8 a.m., I want to say. Yeah, I'd say 8 a.m. Uh, <laughs> we got into the wrong line at first. <laughs> like, oh, uh, yeah. Well, it wasn't uh, like the wrong line, yeah. but it just wasn't the fastest moving line at the same time. So when we got there, it was like metal detector of two people and we're like oh my god this is gonna take forever and we had a panel to get into then we had the simpsons panel at like 10 a.m and it was already 9 a.m when we were waiting in line so then we took the risk and we went to the other side and then at the other side there's like eight metal detectors and like so many more security guards so we learned our <laughs> lesson about that that don't follow the crowd and just go to the main street first was that one going much uh, faster yeah, oh my god, we got in so quick. It looked a lot longer, but we got in so quick. Right, I figured. Yeah, it was just like a... Yeah. Um, and then, the fan, because we got into the Simpsons panel at 10am, we were able to bypass the line again. 
and we got seated like very promptly and super easily uh we were able oh, to yeah. get some panel because we were virtually queued actually so at disney conventions now you don't wait in line uh Sam, can you describe this a little bit better, how virtual queue is beneficial to uh, Comic-Con and panels? Yeah, I was going to jump panels. in there. Um, so before that convention started like a month earlier, they sent out an email saying that um, here's like the schedule. You can pick from these events on these days. And um, as we get closer to the event, we'll let you know whether or not you got in or, or not. Um but there is also still standby lines. So just because you didn't get into the, um, the panel that you wanted to get into, you can still wait in line if you wanted to really, really go to it. Uh, which I think is kind of great because instead of having to like, waste your time waiting in line, not really even knowing if you can get in, mm-hmm. um, just having that like confirmation ahead of time on a schedule that you can like, all right, cool, I got in or I didn't get in. Um, if I did get in, I get to go to the panel. I get to plan my day around that. And if I don't get in, um, you know, I can just walk the floor or I can even try to get to the panel if I really, really wanted to. Um, but it's just a little bit less stressful Yeah. because you can actually, yeah, get to have a good time all, almost all the time while you're there. It sounds like it would reduce congestion too, because if you have a scheduled mm-hmm. time that you'd be there, you're not going to have a bunch of people just swarming an area and staying there for a set period of time. Exactly. Like Comic Con is is kind of crazy. So I guess I, the only other convention I've really gone to is Comic Con. So I can relate it to that. Whereas you can like be sitting in line overnight, and sometimes even like half the day beforehand, and then overnight to go into the panel, like a Marvel panel. Mm-hmm. And what? if they just kind of um, I was just going to mention it was also really cool that when you do sign up the panel like a month before you can also have a guest so it's not just you're signing up Mm -hmm. for yourself you also can add a guest to um i guess your choices um so you can bring a friend along if you're in a group so i think that was really cool because usually when these things happen you just sign up for yourself and then i don't know your friends would have to find sign up for themselves so it's cool that you could bring a friend that's what i'm saying yeah I forgot about that too, but the guest pass was also really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Do we want to introduce so, who, who's talking, or we're we just gonna let? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was just about to say like Ted was like Jojo's here to talk, and I'm like, cool. I guess you already introduced me, or people know who I am. Um, <laughs> but I guess not. Jojo's here. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think that was Tom Ted to introduce you. I don't know. He just kind of. <laughs> to be fair, we also didn't have an intro at the beginning because someone's mic wasn't being picked up. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so we got into the Simpsons panel at 10 a.m. Um, Jesus. Uh, they opened up with. Uh, Lisa, the voice of Lisa as a moderator. Mm-hmm. That's pretty Lisa cool. Lisa and Maggie, so that was really Yeah, and then on set was Matt Groening. Green. Oh. <laughs> and some other people. Oh my God. Some other people. <laughs> I think Al Jean well, was, was the, there. Was the, the animator. Yeah. Yeah. The animator was there. 
Um, one of the sound guys. This is like more towards the end of the thing, but they did a really cool thing where instead of asking the audience questions, they put their writers in the audience as like plants. And so they asked questions. And when they asked the question, they answered it with a video from Homer. So it was like a, <laughs> animated, animated like, Q&A. Yeah, it was an animated Q&A yeah. that got uh, created because someone at Comic-Con asked them about it. And so they stole that idea. And did it at D23. I also like and just I, how much stuff they can get away with, like doing spoofs of Disney properties. Oh, Marvel yeah. And Disney itself. Um, like the the whole like phase five plan of their MCU. And then it's like, oh, that's right. We can't do that. We got our lawyers are saying we cannot do this. <laughs> they, were make, they were ripping on uh, Marvel and Disney a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I just posted a thing in the Discord. That's funny. Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, so it's just Deadpool but dressed up as Ned, and that's what they ended uh, Phase 5 with, talk with. So... Yeah, couple- they, they also did a little short where they animated Disney villains, and it was basically Lisa... Was it Lisa? Lisa wanted to be a princess, and then they did, like, sort of a Disney villain musical... Um, to sing about how boring being a Disney princess is and she should be a Disney villain. That was pretty cool. That yeah. was cute. So that leads into uh, what the new season is going to be for The Simpsons. They were talking about how they wanted to kind of go back to the roots of like what made The Simpsons Simpsons. And so they're just really hyping up what they're doing right now. But one of the biggest things is that they're going to do two episodes of Treehouse of Horror. It's a two-parter. So the last time something like this was that. probably, yeah. I mean, the last time was probably when we were real pretty young, and they did the CGI episode of Treehouse of Horror. That was a big one because they did that one in the theaters. I remember seeing that. Oh, they did. Inside of the I movie. don't yeah, remember that. that one in the movie theater. Hmm. Oh. It was that like one of the showings I just sat, and then I was like, "Wow, that was really cool that I got to see The Simpsons." Like it was the virtual one where Homer is like 3D, and he goes into like the CGI wormhole. Huh. That one was a pretty funny one where he like goes out yeah. in the real world. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep, yep. So there's gonna be some exciting stuff about the Simpsons. I think maybe it'd be it'd be a good time to go back into it, especially since Matt Groening was there. You know, I didn't expect him to show up at the Simpsons panel. Mm-hmm. He does like a lot of stuff too. Futurama, Simpsons, Disenchantment. Oh yeah, they were brought up that Disenchantment yeah. is gonna mention all of them season. too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They're talking. They talked a little bit about Futurama production right now. I can't wait. Um, it's gonna be so fun. Yeah, and I think it's gonna be great too because I think they're gonna have a little bit of like the stabbing towards Disney since you know how uh, the voice of Bender wasn't gonna do it at first. Yeah, because obviously he deserves more money, mm-hmm. and then he couldn't win, so he's still doing it anyways. So I think they're gonna do a lot of jabs at Disney as a whole. I mean, that would make sense. That would be right in Futurama's vein, too, because they would have, mm-hmm. like, how many jabs do they take at Fox when they were <laughs> when they were on the air? Oh, all the time. Oh, my God. They would just have so many subtle the little things. Bots. <laughs> the execu-bots. The execu-bots. They had, like, um, I remember there was a sign for a company, like, the media company there, and the it was, like, some, I forget what the full name was, but then only the letters 
FOX were lit up and everything else was like busted up and broken down. <laughs> it was so good. Um, so that's what we saw at the Simpsons panel. That's so, pretty exciting. It was a really good time. It's yeah, crazy that the was... Simpsons is still kicking, you know? Yeah, it's crazy that they were still funny because they got good laughs out of me. I laughed during <laughs> like their little previews of the season coming up. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I uh, actually laughed. <laughs> We didn't walk keep before, in really. Hasn't laughed in like two years. So <laughs> I haven't laughed in three years, actually. Oh shit! <laughs> um, so we walked before, probably more on Saturday, and I think Saturday is the bigger deal, honestly, because Sam and JoJo got to go to the big Hall H panel that is not Hall H. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it was. Hall D23. Yeah. Hall D23. It doesn't, roll off, doesn't roll off the tongue as well, but yes. Not as well as Hall H. Uh, you guys want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, the experience of like waiting yeah. in line and seeing everything? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> talk about you guys' seat selection. I mean, How big the, waiting in line wasn't bad. Uh-uh. We just pretty much... Mm-hmm. Right, Georgia. Oh, I was just gonna say we, I mean, we were a little late, I think, right? Where were yeah, we were like getting there right when it was like everyone was getting let in, yeah. at least for the yeah, people that had reservations. When we got our seats, which is sort of to the right of the stage, um, I mean, we were still waiting and sitting for a while for like people to fill up the seats. So mm-hmm. I would say we waited about like no more than 20 minutes in line. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty fair. It wasn't, yeah. it really wasn't bad at all. We just got into the line yeah. and then they just, yeah, kind of, yeah. they were already letting it, people in. And so we just had to scan um, the badge and then. Put it yeah, like one thing about Disney is that they really understand how to move queues along. They really planned it out. Which does um, make sense. Yeah. Since they have a theme park. <laughs> yeah. So I think whatever they applied at Disneyland, applied it at D23 and it worked really well. Um, and it wasn't confusing because there's like a bunch of people posted telling you where to go. So it was pretty cool, pretty fast. Um, like I said, we sat to the right of the stage, so we weren't up front. Um, but uh, it was like two large screens in front of us, which, you know, was nice because then, you know, you don't have to crank your head to the left to like see all the celebrities and things like that. So it was pretty cool. And the hall was massive. Mm-hmm. Really big. But yeah. Um, should I continue? Oh, they started with the... They started with Lucasfilm. Who introduced it? Or, okay, from the Lucasfilm stuff, uh, what was the highlight that hasn't been shown yet? Like, what have you guys... What captivated you from the Lucasfilm part? Well, I mean, I'd like. <laughs> well, I'm trying to like remember I feel everything. Like I'm asking the wrong person because I'm not, I'm not really into Star Wars. But I think, I, I think for me, it was more about how everyone else around me was so excited, got me excited. Even though I don't really watch Star Wars, and it's you know other, and, and 
not other, but it's like um like franchise. Um but the fact that just being in that atmosphere, people being excited about it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um obviously seeing um Pedro Pascal, all like the celebrities was exciting from Lucasfilm. Um, even though I don't really watch it, I know who they are from other shows. Um, that was exciting too. Uh, what about you, Sam? Um, I forgot to mention yeah. the whole Pedro Pascal uh, thing where he talked about the in Spanish. Did you mention that? Uh, that was actually the actor who plays, um, and oh, right. Pedro Pascal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, it was Marvel and Lucasfilm. They have a lot of um, Hispanic actors, actresses, which was, I guess, I don't know the history of Star Wars. Was there a lot of it before or not? Um, But it was cool. You know, they went on stage. They spoke in um, Spanish to the audience, um, which is pretty cool. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very inclusive, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, let me just get the actor's name really fast. Diego Luna? Yeah, Diego Luna. Yep, Diego Luna. Um, so, yeah, he's actually one of the executive producers, I believe, for the show. Um, so he was uh, you know, out there doing, doing, talking about how, like, that in... He was able to get Andor to be an actual show. Uh, it was like really supported from Lucasfilm, uh, and uh, he was really excited that he did the uh, Spanish dub for the show as well. So, him and one of the other cast members did the Spanish dub. So they are both, yeah, still have like that same character, but just in a different language, which I think is pretty cool. Um, really I would awesome. say, yeah, I would say the highlights for me on on the Lucasfilm panel uh, was. Definitely Andor, because I'm really, really excited to see that one. I think it comes out next week, too. And um, uh, The Mandalorian. Uh, it's out on the three. 21st, so in a few days. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Should we come out this Thursday? Um, I guess the highlight for me was Jude Law. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's there. I don't... Uh, what's it called again? Um... The show that he's going to be working on. Uh, Skeleton Crew, right? Yes, thank you. Uh, they didn't really have much to say about that one, other than the fact that Jude Law is in it. And, um... Yeah, they just showed a picture of his face in the in one of the, I guess, episodes, and then he just came out. And then he mm-hmm. said some few things and then left. <laughs> that was about it. Yeah. Uh... The cast members for The Mandalorian are pretty funny, though. Um, you don't really get... Oh, yeah. The Pedro Pascal is just a really happy-go-lucky person in real life, and it's kind of funny <laughs> seeing that the difference from Mandalorian to yeah, him like naturally. Uh, he was just like excited, like just all the entire time, which is pretty cool. Uh, that's Joel, awesome too. So that's even more funny. Yeah, he looks. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for him in The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead. I was just gonna ask if. What else is so? What else does Lucasfilms have property wise? Yeah, um, they talked about Willow, that's actually their first thing that they talked about. Yeah, um, so Warwick Davis was there. I know it's like 
actually, I think we talked about this like a couple episodes ago and I forgot exactly what it is, but it's a completely different um, kind of property, right? It's like an original property. Um, it's an original property and it's just going to be the sequel continuation from the original Willow movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy who plays um, the goblin in Harry Potter, he came out. <laughs> Not his name. Yeah, he was the um, moderator. Uh, Warwick. Warwick. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see. Well, Warwick Davison. Yes. Um, I guess apart from Willow, they also introduced Indiana Jones. Um, they bought out Harrison Ford, which was, whoa. And yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, and he kind of hinted that this is the last time he's going to be doing Indiana Jones. Um, and he <laughs> actually teared up a little bit when he was talking about his, you know, his career as Indiana Jones and how, I guess, bittersweet it is that it is his last time being this character that he's known for. That's sweet. You'd think he'd be yeah. more jaded about it after all this time, especially after like um, knowing him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Didn't like I guess like, the negative things he says is always about Han Solo or, or something like that, right? He he always talks mm-hmm. talks crap about his role as Han Solo, um, but maybe he really did love playing Indy. That's pretty sweet, then. Yeah, I think I saw somewhere where. I think when they were thinking about making a new Indiana Jones movie, they wanted maybe somebody else to play Indiana Jones. I don't remember who it was. Maybe Chris Pratt. He would um, be good. But uh, I guess Chris Pratt said that he asked Harrison Ford if he could play Indiana Jones, I guess, out of respect. And and Harrison Ford's like, no, I'm the only one I can play Indiana Jones. And it's going to, this character is going to die with me. <laughs> so, yeah, Do you, I think Harrison Ford really enjoyed playing Indiana Jones. You guys think it's going to die with him, though? <laughs> no, no, they're probably no going to wait for him wins. to pass and yep. bring on Christopher Pratt. Part of me uh, thinks they already filmed it, and they're like, oh, I guess we'll just wait until he's dying. <laughs> Indiana Jones 7. It's <laughs> good, 6. The yeah. kingdom of heaven. <laughs> That's why it's good, 6. How was the Marvel I think that's about that. it for the... Yeah, uh, that was pretty much most of the announcements from Lucasfilm. Uh, Marvel was really cool. Got to see the extended Black Panther trailer. They're still oh teasing God. the new Black Panther just by showing them legs for some reason. But <laughs> yeah, uh, that trailer gave me goosebumps. <laughs> that was good, especially the speech from the Queen at the at the beginning. Yeah, it was very good. Is it uh, released to the public now? That trailer. I don't think that one was. I don't think Most? so. So you guys. Ah, uh, okay. Because yeah. I don't know if. I should talk about it. Talk about it or not. You talk about it. But that trailer gave me goosebumps because basically the opening scene is that the queen um, is at I guess some sort of UN conference, 
um, with other countries. And basically the whole idea was the, the other countries obviously found out about Wakanda and they were mad that Wakanda wasn't sharing their resources with, you know, the other countries. And she made this speech, which, I mean, I'm not going to say it word for word, but the whole idea was that they don't, they, she said that the, Wakanda doesn't share these resources is not because the other countries are afraid and they want to keep it for themselves. And like, they like Wakanda themselves can make, you know, high tech weapons with it, but it's more about how Wakanda is afraid of what these other countries might do with them. And I guess they were, you know, they, they obviously were talking about the history of, you know, colonialism, the history of white people taking advantage of uh, the resources that African countries in the past have been able to provide for them and how, you know, it had you know maybe driven them into poverty and things like that. So I thought it was really cool where it was like a role reversal where Wakanda has sort of like the power of all these tech um, and knowing the history behind uh, white power, um, they refuse to give, you know, vibranium to these countries. Oh, it was really cool. That is really cool. That that makes me really excited to see this movie now, even more than I already was. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah, and there was like a scene where they can kind of pan back and forth between her speech and like soldiers that are not uh, from Wakanda breaking into the lab, and it shows the um, Wakanda army bringing in the soldiers that they captured into that conference. And it was just so cool. Hello? Me? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. It was like else? really quiet. But yeah. yeah um, but yeah, that was the trailer. Um, if it comes out, I highly recommend everybody watch it. It was, it gave me goosebumps. Oh, so, yeah. There was anything really else about the trailer? The Mm -hmm. Um, and he's kind of showed uh, a anymore. very little. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a little bit of um more action with Namor this time around. Like he's apparently just a tank and can like take <laughs> a really big hit with seemingly no flinch at all. He like um Umbaku from the first movie swings at him, and he's not even like ready, but he still blocks it and just snaps his weapon in half. And I was like, oh. So he doesn't have any armor on, and yet he's like just that, I guess, resistant to attacks and other shit. So I'm kind of interested to see what exactly his power set is, because yeah, he is just literally in in underwear. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. does he? Was there any water scene, like water fight scenes, or was it all on land uh... in the trailer? I think there was one where he like jumped out of the water to do an attack onto land, but I don't think there was any underwater fight. I yeah. didn't see. I don't remember seeing. Yeah, I remember seeing like a one part where they're like riding next to the whale, but that's about it. I don't think they were fighting. No. Cool. 
but they uh, we did see a little bit more of the Atlantean versus the Dora. Um, the Minaj. Yeah. That's, That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, man. I think the anything else that might not have been like the older trailer but i think that's about it the main the main um like extended look was from the queen talking to the the un that was probably the biggest trailer from marvel or what else was there um they also did ant-man and the wasp quantum manium they also showed us a trailer for that Ooh, that was pretty cool and then all Rudd came out. Oh, yeah, I guess in Wakanda, like, Angela Bassett, who plays the queen, came out. Uh, the guy who plays Mbaku came out, too. Um, Leticia, who plays uh, T'Challa's sister. I forgot her character's name. Um, Shuri. She came out, too, so that was pretty cool. Um, but for Ant-Man, Paul Rudd came out. Evangeline Lilly came out. And I think that was it. That was just the two of them. Yeah, they, oh, they also showed um, What's his name? Jonathan Majors? Oh, Kang. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, Kang. Yeah, he came out too. Um, yeah, he, they also showed us a first look at the Quantum Mania. Mania? Mania? Mania. Mania. Uh, Mania. Yeah. What did you guys see in it? Since that's not out to the public. Yeah, it was a little more serious. Yeah, it felt a little bit more serious than the other two Ant-Man films, which were kind of more comedies than anything else, uh, along with being a heist movie in both both cases. Um, uh, yeah. Kang is very much not like he like his other variant from Loki. He is not um, kind of like that quirky person. He's very serious and calculated and yeah, does not have a funny bone in his entire body. Um, Almost seems like he was bloodthirsty. Yeah, like pretty much if you get in my way, yeah, we're, I'm going to just kind of eliminate you. Kill you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess the trailer was about, um, is it Paul Rudd's daughter? Mm-hmm. I forget. Cassie? Uh, I guess Ant-Man's daughter was communicating with the quantum realm. Um, or trying to, um, and I guess something happens and it sucks them into, I think it's the quantum realm or not. I don't know. And then it shows Kang talking to Ant-Man and something weird that he said, um, was, haven't I killed you before? I think that was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean. Kang, he time travels, right? Or he has different variants. So I thought it was pretty cool that he said that, oh, haven't I killed you before? Um, so it just, mm-hmm. it just means Kang's from... That, that, that Kang in Ant-Man is from a different universe. I think we'll also get to, like, uh, Janet seems to be, like, an important character in this one. Just be, I mean, she was an important character in the last one, too, but... Oh, because yeah, of her yeah. knowledge of the quantum realm, she like freaked mm-hmm. out when she heard like, that Cassie created a connection to the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right before they get yeah, sucked into the, the, the realm or the whatever. Race, we don't, yeah. Don't really know. Yeah. So, um, oh, there's, let's see. Um, Bill Murray is in this movie. 
Huh? Uh, what? So yeah, yeah. So there probably is some comedy to it, along with the seriousness. But uh, yeah, he seems to be some kind of ruler down there, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> well, Bill Murray was not at the panel, right? No, he was not at the panel. It, no. it was just Paul Rudd and 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 then Jonathan Majors too. Oh yeah, and then and him too. But yeah. Um. Oh, and then what's his name is coming back. Uh, he's playing Modok this time, the villain from the first one. Um, yellow jacket. Oh, the bald guy. Mm-hmm. The bald guy. Oh, what's guy. his name? Something stole. Um, uh, but yeah, he'll be. I guess he didn't die in the first movie. He just <laughs> became Modok with a really big head and a very small body. Oh my god, I'm so excited for the uh, physical MODOK, the live action MODOK. So, the, uh, yeah, so I guess the, so they don't make it look ridiculous, the helmet is still on him. So it's not like a face that's been stretched out or anything. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sweetie, um, into the Quantum Mania. Did mm-hmm. you expect that trailer, I guess? Because I didn't even know that they had a trailer ready. I kind of did, just because uh, they showed it off at Comic-Con. So oh. they wanted to probably do the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I totally forgot that, I guess, before they started introducing all these uh, upcoming films and trailers, uh, mm. <laughs> Kevin Feige <laughs> brought out the um, performers... And if you guys have watched Hawkeye, the performers from that um, Broadway show Rogers to perform that bit that was in Hawkeye. And when I went in, I hadn't seen Hawkeye yet. So I sat there very confused and was what? And I thought, <laughs> is this a thing that's going on like actual Broadway? Why is this so cheesy? Why is everyone cheering and laughing about this? Because this is really bad. So the whole time my mouth was just agape and just like, is is Marvel for real? Is this going to be a real thing? Um, and like, Sam said nothing. Sam didn't say anything. He didn't tell me anything. And like, in my head, I was just like, okay, I guess this is what they're doing now for Broadway. And then when I got home from D23, I started watching Hawkeye. And then, then they showed that bit, that same bit, and I was like, "Oh, I get it now. It's not real." <laughs> but yeah, they they it brought the whole same cast that did the performance on the TV show. They brought it to they brought them to the stage to do that same exact bit, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah, was I wasn't expecting them to do that. You did it? Oh, that's so cool then. I thought it was um, a thing that they always Oh, like do. a plan thing? Yeah. Oh. I hope it doesn't become real. Uh, what was the trailer after Quantumania? Was it Loki? Um, I'm in second. Let me look at my pictures right there. That makes um, sense. Yeah, it was... I think it was actually Secret invasion and then uh, they brought down Cheadle to talk about armor wars which is still going on ooh cool mm-hmm. 
Um, any insight about that? There's secret evasion trailers out. We don't have to talk about that part or this conversation. Um, other than the fact, uh, they did say that war, or sorry, armor wars will be directly tied into secret invasion. So whether that means that Rhodey has an arc in that show that continues, or maybe he's a screw all this entire time. We don't know. A lot of implications. Uh, both our TV shows? Yes. Correct, yes. Cool. Um, then after that, that's when they started talking about Loki Season 2. And we had a trailer to watch for that. Mm-hmm. Which I don't Anything think is what? released yet. Uh, I think about it. Yeah, I don't think so either. We'll um, talk about that a little bit. I think, as always, it was very obscure. It was very confusing. But there was a scene where it seemed like... Loki was fighting himself in different variants. Mm -hmm. So maybe there is some kind of collision or something is, you know, happening with all the variants. Like Loki variants. Uh, yeah, it also yeah. seems like you're getting pulled in like different directions. Ways. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, like himself. Like it just looked like someone took a smudge yeah. tool and just like yanked him. And um, um, there's also, I guess, Owen Wilson's character. I think he also has a little arc where he kind of tries to figure out who he is and why he's there. Um, and then at the end, they kind of revealed, I guess, who runs the whole organization. And it was Kang. Yep. But that, that was sort of it. So they're really like teasing us. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, yeah. the trailer didn't tell us much like, in terms of the story, but that's about it. Like, what? Yeah. It does seem like they're going to go to different like time periods. I guess kind of like last season, yes. which I'm kind of all for. It seems like a lot of fun. Did, did anything that you saw anything at all other than the whole doctor strange multiverse of madness crap mm -hmm. anything point towards mutants coming into this at any point mm, not that i can really think no. of <sighs> i will continue to be jaded <laughs> oh yeah they didn't talk about deadpool nope they didn't talk about deadpool that's weird. I would expect that they would, especially since, like, Deadpool got onto Disney Plus mm -hmm. in July. The, um, yeah, Phase 6 seems to be very, like, close to the chest right now for, for Marvel and Kevin. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think they even talked about... Yeah, I mean, they talked about Fantastic Four, how it was still in production, and they... They bought up the. They showed the poster, but then that was it. They didn't invite any like cast members to talk about it. So I'm mm -hmm. assuming they haven't even figured out who's going to play who. Um, but they said they would talk about Fantastic Four in the next D23. Two years from now. Yeah, Jesus, from yeah. Now. What the hell? But yeah, right before it comes. But I mean, out. they did say it's yeah. happening. They just you know don't have the details given to us. I think they did also confirm a director, and I forgot the person's name, but they worked on Unsolved Sunny in Philadelphia. So, 
Oh, they also did a lot of good Charlie Day. We're looking into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's not Charlie Day now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would Daniel love that. Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about how Danny DeVito could be Mole Man because of the director. Oh, yeah. Since he worked <laughs> it's always sunny. It's just his character. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> uh, you said. So you heard it here first. Oh, uh, Sam, you said the invisible. <laughs> Danny DeVito as the invisible. Yeah, the invisible. <laughs> Dude, you know the episode of It's Always Sunny where he's in the basement playing the always recorder? Sunny. And like. Oh. <laughs> the, the, okay, so the health inspector is coming to like inspect the the bar, and there's carbon monoxide in the basement, and he has Danny DeVito painted black, and he plays the note that the fire that the alarm would make if it was working right. <laughs> and he's so <laughs> it is just the best. That is what I'm imagining right now. <laughs> After they announced Secret Invasion and Armal Wars, they also talked about Echo. Um, yeah, so they brought out the cast, um, and it was really cool to see because I think a lot of them, because Echo, um, she's deaf. Um, so a lot of cast members talked about learning ASL to be able to communicate with the the actress that plays Maya. Um, and how they also talked about, um, it was so, uh, good to see that there is a superhero based on, um, Native American heritage. I'm excited for the show. I just don't know anything about Echo as a thing. I'm glad that they're taking this step to include more ASL and more, like, bring it to the audience instead of, like, having small parts in it. So I'm glad, I'm excited for it. Did you guys see Daredevil in there? Yeah, it's kind of, um, what that kind of leads into because, you know, the, the main cast members were talking and then they showed the trailer, uh, which also had the Kingpin in it. And after they finished that, they like introduced um, Vincent D'Onofrio. And then he started talking and then he, like the rest of the cast, left because like you know kevin was kind of done talking about echo and then he kind of just like stuck around <laughs> and then uh that's when they like showed off daredevil and then uh, charlie cox started walking on on the stage they didn't show anything about it like, besides a kind of updated uh logo for the for the show yeah but i think they showed yeah. They showed an episode, or a snippet of Daredevil being in She-Hulk. Um, but that was about it. That's that. That's all they showed in regards to mm-hmm. Daredevil. But we're getting oh, Daredevil back. Talking. Yeah, it seems like he's gonna be in next week's episode of She-Hulk. Because yeah, uh, so. what happened? The thing that happens in She-Hulk. <laughs> I think that's about it for the Marvel stuff then for that panel, right? Because you guys want to so, but then uh, oh, but well, we left, right when they started, yeah, they we left. Uh, they started talking about Captain America: The New World Order, which had the leader as its main villain, 
Um, most of the characters from the TV show Falcon and the Winter Soldier are coming back into it as well. And then finally, they t um, we missed the Marvels, but we got to see the lineup for the Thunderbolts, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool, yeah. I'm excited for that because the Thunderbolts play a pretty big part in the Marvel podcast that I've been listening to. They're the ones that are uh, that have killed all the Avengers. Oh damn! Oh, mm -hmm. it seems like this team seems to be more like like anti heroes than exactly. villains. Kind of suicide squatting. Exactly. And then in the podcast, you have Old Man Hawkeye going around hunting the remaining Thunderbolts and killing them. Oh damn! It's so oh, cool. interesting because Yelena, when in the Black Widow movie, started off trying to hunt Hawkeye. And Yelena is actually a big character in the Black Widow uh, Marvel podcast. Ooh. I'm telling you. Like, I. I not some storylines. She's, she's pretty funny. <laughs> I really want to know if they're going to tie in these podcasts with anything of the storylines that they're doing. Oh, I totally I, forgot to tell you this. Um, <laughs> this is totally. Did you remember the Batman audiobook? Yeah. The audio. Uh, Un podcast? Unburied or Batman? Oh, really? They turned it into oh. a comic book, so there's artwork to it now. Like, I where he's a doctor? Audio. Yeah, I didn't take a look at it. I just saw it Batman Audio, the, Bat, the Batman Audio, as a comic. Cool. Had the same logo and everything as the one that you showed us. Very cool. So I think they might turn the Marvel one into a comic as well. So oh man, there might not be any cross pollination in the movie, but it may be there would be some in the there might be some in the comic for sure. If they make a Wastelanders comic series, I that might it might be the first comic series in a long time that I actually go out and buy. That would be so dope. They're on Doctor Doom right now, oh, and it is it is juicy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I still want out. them to do that. Sorry, I was just going to say that one comic page where Doom gets his uh, face mask. I just want to see that. It's <laughs> 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 ah, hot. It's <laughs> new. So, I just want that one scene. Well, in and then no one talks about it. I'll just like, I'll give you a little snippet of it. In this, in this show, Dr. Doom was, do no, he was, <laughs> Dr. Do can Dr. Doom fly? I don't think so. Yes. yes. I'm yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he not can. Like, not like his natural ability, but he gets the power of levitation. Okay, yeah, because... Uh, okay. Magic. In, okay, that's okay. Yeah. In the show, he's, he's describing what happened to him. And so basically, he was looking to, like, control the world. And so he threw the Hulk into a, into a nuclear reactor. And he wanted to make the Hulk like lose control and he did. So the Hulk became immortal and Dr. Doom was like floating there in the sky above him watching this. And the Hulk fucking grabbed his ass out of the sky and broke him in like half, basically locked, <laughs> like threw him into a mountainside. And that's where Dr. Doom laid for like, I, I forget how long they said, but then some Someone else found him like that, took all of his armor, and played Doctor Doom for like fifteen years or something like that. It is so it's so spicy. It's such a good story. 
it's actually a really cool twist on this whole um dr doom like him being annexed in a way and there's a fake one running around in lieu of him it's clever very clever was there I... anything else from the marvel panel though before we end that part um well yeah that's pretty much well I'll, uh yeah that's, that's pretty much it yeah, I think they had like an avatar thing afterwards, but we didn't stick around for that. Hmm. Apparently, they're re-releasing Avatar into theaters. Of course, they are. They are. Yep. They are doing that. They are. In the whole 3D. Yeah. Probably. 4D, actually, Sam. They're gonna throw what? What does that mean? Why? One more D. <laughs> oh. Okay. It's <laughs> I'm excited for what Marvel has to offer, and I'm glad that they showed a lot that you guys were able to see. Mm-hmm. And like, you guys got to see like real oh. actors. And we didn't even talk about the Werewolf by Midnight. Um, oh yeah, special oh, that they're going to yeah. be doing. But yeah, uh, that's happening next month. So. Oh uh, yeah, it's happening. And there's a trailer out there for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on Disney Plus. And the bad guy who was in Coco is the one of the people in it. Is he the werewolf guy? I don't know who plays what in that one. Uh, yeah, they didn't really show the werewolf exactly. But it's a monster horror. It's a monster flick, right? It looks like yeah, a, it looks like an like old a, school kind of yeah, horror like black movie. and white horror noir. Almost. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Cool. I think that is it. That was for the D23 panel for that. Um, I went to the Bob's Burger panel. They showed stuff for season 13. And I'm really excited for it. It comes out September 29th. So it'll be out at the end of this month. I really recommend everyone check it out, especially if you like the Bob's Burger movie, because they kind of play that sinkhole scene into the intro now. Spoilers. No. <laughs> so, like, when you... The new spoiler... The new... Um, opening slide has the events of the movie in there now that was cool uh i got to meet the creator of them and it was a really cool experience took a really shitty picture so i think sam told me that's like a calm like that's everyone's con moment so i got my con moment of a really bad picture with an artist so that was really cool and overall i had a really good time at d23 it wasn't as hectic as I thought it was going to be. It was a really big space, so people were pretty spread out. And, like, the panels and exhibits they had were really cool to visit. They had a lot of free stuff given away. Got a couple pins, pictures. I was, was going to say, did you guys check out any artists there? There wasn't too many, like, comic book artists or even visual design artists, like, having signings or stuff like that. But they did have a lot of portrait art, right? Well, they did have, like, little small spaces, like, interview spaces in the exhibition hall um, where they bring on, like, uh, like Disney animators to talk about stuff. But they also have, like, large panels that talk about, uh, like, animation with Pixar and also Disney and they invite those animators on to talk about their process for people who are interested in animation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think there's like 
like meet and greet signings all too much. There wasn't that many meet and greet signings. A lot yeah. of them were um, not from actors, movie actors, but there was opportunities for signings for Zeb Wells, who's doing Spider-Man right now. There were some on... Um, oh, the guy that does Free Solo. He was there doing autographs. So a lot of TV show people were there, not too many movie people, though. And the way to get into it, like a signing, was you had to go to the panel beforehand. So it was kind of hard to get a signing in the first place. So that was Mm -hmm. cool. Your guys' thoughts on D23? A lot of fun. A lot of lessons learned, like for next time when we go. yeah, I'd, I'd be excited to do it again, like, with the knowledge of what I, what to expect, um, and then, like, how to lay out your day, and also about the um, reservations and stuff. I kind of wish that they had more than just two reservation periods a day, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the downside. So, um, for the big shops, they had virtual queues, much like the Star Wars ride in Disneyland. So you get to sign in one time, 6 a.m., and then another time at 1 p.m., which I understand why they did it, because those were the larger stores. They want, you know, crowd control, queue control. But, yeah, like Sam said, I wish they had not such a big gap between the two, like 6 a.m. and 1 p.m., to be able to go into these stores, because, I mean, I think the downside is that we didn't check we didn't get to check out all those um, larger stores. Um, but overall, I, I really enjoyed it. I think Disney planned it very well. Um, and the panels were awesome. I was very starstruck in the studio showcase. Um, it's the most celebrities I've ever seen in my 31 years of my life. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Unique experience, highly recommend. And I would say that's it for the D23 talk that we had from last week. And we can now go into some games. This is where I leave. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining, JoJo. Of course. Okay. So next time, you, we'll see you at D23, Aaron. We'll make sure you can come get with us because it was a really good experience. And I think it's a lot easier for us to try to get into than Comic-Con. Yeah. And you have two years planned. It's every two years. I thought that was weird, but it's every two years. I still find that weird that it's every two years. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's weird to me that's two years, but it didn't sell out so quickly. You know what I mean? Like when we were getting our tickets, so mm. it might have been early on, yeah. But Comic Con's like gone in minutes, you know. Yes. Even if you like got get into the waiting room, yeah, you just don't even have a for sure chance of doing it. Right. I think this is such a fairer kind of experience. I would say so. I don't want fair. I, so. I want brutal. I want bloodbath. I want us oh to be. God. Ripping our way through those crowds. That's Comic-Con then for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just see here in Gladiator suit. <laughs> like, sir, Everyone's like, is this, is this a bit? I don't know. 
I'm like standing on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> Caution, like, please. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> Alright. Which okay, should we start um, with? How about we start with Ubisoft? Yeah. Ubisoft. Nubisoft? Ubisoft? That's nude be soft. Ube. Nude beach soft. Nude beach soft. I mean, usually you are. If you, it's weird, weird if, if you're hard. Yes, yes. Okay, we all know that now. Okay, don't do that. Uh huh. Nah. Uh, so you do you. God damn it! No, Aaron, you don't do you. That's. Uh, so as Aaron's playing Slay the Spire, we're gonna start going into. Ubisoft territory talking about some things. Uh, Assassin's Creed is crazy right now at Ubisoft. One of the games that they announced was Assassin's Creed Mirage. And <laughs> from a fan that's... I, I've been playing Assassin's Creed for a very long time. And I'm excited that they're going back to like Assassin's Creed 2 in a way of just stealth and using uh, the environment around you to kind of like play to your advantage. Did you guys play any a lot of Assassin's Creed? The first one, yes. I was really into four, I think. For uh, I, I, that one's Black Flag, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we've all played I, Assassin's Creed. I, yeah, and I have played a lot of Origins, the one of the newer ones, the one that takes place in Egypt. Yeah, that one was really fun. I think my favorite moment was. There was Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and they made a big point of, like, it's a super dynamic game that a lot of choices you can make and stuff, and, like, the AI is really smart. So for about two hours, I followed a goat because I thought it was a demon goat. I love this story. Trying to take me to his cult. So Assassin's Creed has really been a big part of my life where no matter what, like, I found a goat in a dead area where a bunch of bodies and sickness and everything, and I overheard, like, a cough. And because of that, I just followed a goat for two hours in real time. And then it was three in the morning. And then I gave up on following said goat. Then I looked it up on Reddit, and there was nothing about said goat. So (laughs) it was during the time of like demon souls and everything like that, where like, oh, if you do something weird, you might find a nice trick. And then Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Odyssey was very much like, hey, we're trying to do something like that. And they didn't. (laughs) So it kind of burned me for a little bit, and I actually haven't played an Assassin's Creed game since. (laughs) But that really burned me. So I'm really excited that they're going back to like a stealth type game where it's like not trying to like not goat chasing. Shut up. (laughs) Because a goat is a symbol of death. Oh, okay. There is a reasoning behind it. All right. Yeah. It wasn't just because I was like (laughs) goat. Hmm. I, okay. <laughs> I know I'm finding it hard so, to believe that, Ted. So, did uh, I thought you found? Fo- I thought I remember the story being that you found like a grove full of goats. No, no, no. It was just one goat in a, like a dead area, like in it was a plague city, and there was a goat. A random goat was there. 
And then I heard coughing. And so I followed a goat. I kept on following the goat. <laughs> but I'm excited for this Assassin's Creed. They were showing a lot of um, parkouring. It, they showed a lot of, seemed like, dense cities. In the past couple of games, you it was very beautiful very scenic you're riding on a horse climbing mountains doing crazy things but this one seems to be very compact and a lot of things going on hustle and bustle so i'm really excited for that aspect of the game uh yeah I'll always like a very small but like lively map as opposed to a really big and empty one so yeah i'm starting to realize that now i am starting to realize i do enjoy the more dense maps if that makes sense because mm-hmm. like destiny sometimes it's a good example of map some maps are really fun because it's dense and like small and compact and then you're in like the free open world it's like oh there's so much to do so like expansive mm-hmm. so i'm excited for what ss Creed is going back to um they also talked about that they are releasing a assassin's creed jade which is a rpg in uh, a mobile RPG, actually, action game. So it's going into the whole Kingdom Hearts territory of if you want to know the full story, you got to get the mobile game. Oh my God, mm-hmm. no! <laughs> <laughs> and a fun fact is that this is taken straight from the blog. Ubisoft is partnering with Netflix to create a live-action adaptation of Assassin's Creed and is developing a mobile game exclusively for Netflix members. So if you have Netflix, they're rolling out this like mobile games app thing. And Stranger Things had a game on there as well. So I guess Assassin's Creed will be one of the next games coming to Netflix mobile. Uh, so, weird place, but I think it's going to be cool that we get at least one flagship game and that they've been working on it for a bit. Looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skull and Bones. It's like, so Sam likes Black Flag, so I'm assuming that this one is going to be like it. Like, watching the gameplay for it reminded me of Black Flag too. Like, when you're in the ship yeah. and you're fighting with the cannons, I was like, wait, it had a... I had a second yes and be like, oh, wait, this is Ubisoft, which made Black Flag as well. Mm. I'm I'm still, like, on the fence on that one. I'm not sure if yeah. I will like it or get it. Uh, it seems like something I would I actually would find fun, but I'm not mm. sure if, like, the entire if the entire game revolved around it, would I find it fun? So let's oh, see I got as you. it gets closer. I don't see what's Like, I want to just buy it just for, like, a little bit and then not play it again essentially right it's one of those like if it's on the game pass it's like oh definitely gonna play but that's a good point yeah if it was on the playstation plus um kind of free game or collection i forget what it's called now but yeah if it was free there i'd definitely just pick it up and then play as much as i wanted to without feeling like i need to play a certain amount of it to get my money's worth right especially when you i I don't think the story would ever captivate me to keep playing this game. I think it's just more of like a free roaming. I would play it as a free roaming type game of like creating my own type mm-hmm. of story, not like as a stick by the storyline type thing. Yeah. Skull and Bones will be out November 8th on 
Oh no, I'm sorry. Stone Bolts would not be out. Uh, they're doing a little beta on November. It's 8th. canceled it, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be on. Well, the funny thing is, it's gonna be on PC, Xbox Series X, PS5, and Stadia. Isn't Stadia dead? Thought so you think so, but it's hanging on by a thread. <laughs> okay, so that's just the Google one, right? Yeah, the one that Who they worked on that? Was super. No one uses it anymore. Sounds like a typical Google product, then. Yep, what's not gonna be on oh, PC? I guess would be Steam. So if you have a Steam Deck, it would be on that. Uh, let's see what else does Ubisoft announce. They're releasing a new division. What? Division 3? Sorry. There's a lot on the horizon for agents of the Division franchise. Division 2 Season 10, Price of Power launches on September 13th. Oh. So they're talking about the new season for Division. Um, hmm. Let's see. Yeah, other than that, there just seems to be talk on seasons of things not necessarily new games other than assassin's creed and uh skull and bones i'm excited for with the new games but everything else ubisoft has to offer is just not for me like for example uh the three mobile games are going to be mighty quest assassin's creed and valiant hearts coming out later and then rainbow Six is also going to be a mobile game. Wait, Valiant Hearts. I think I know that game. Is that? Let's dive in a little bit. I think that's a World War like World War Two game. Yeah. Then you're like, it's, it's like a side scroller puzzle game. Oh my god, that game is incredible. That that oh, that. that oh my god, that game made me cry. It straight up made me cry. It is so sad and so good. It, oh, God. So Valiant Hearts is going to be on... Let's see. Let's find it. Yeah, it is by Ubisoft. It was released in 2014, the original one you played, Aaron. Yeah, that game. Highly recommend that game to anyone who likes side scrollers or puzzle games, and story story driven games. It is incredibly story driven. Okay, so it says the first game. Um, it's a sequel, Valiant Hearts sequel. No uh, way. World War One set puzzle adventure. Wait, it's a, it's the new story will launch January twenty twenty three. Who twenty twenty three? What? They're coming out with a new one. Valiant Hearts is a game, uh, Anthony. But yeah. Can you guys hear Jess right now? Not really. Are they saying anything? No, they're they're. I can just hear them in the in the background. I'm shut the door real quick. Yeah. One moment. Hi, Jess. Yeah, I think that's it for Ubisoft that we can talk about. Alright, now we can move on to the PlayStation Showcase. You can take this one. Yes, because I definitely... Did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the VR. Talk about the PSVR. Because that was part of the showcase. Um, I know that they had kind of shown off 
the actually almost every single big name tech website had hands-on time with the PlayStation VR. Um, and everyone has like only good things to say about it. That's really immersive. Um, the quality of the games is really top notch. And I don't know, the more I hear about it, the more I keep on wanting to get it. And I still don't know when I could. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, because, okay, because you don't know when it's coming out. Okay. Yes. Or how much no, I mean, there's not cost. even like an order date or anything. No price or anything. They just keep on showing like a lot of fun things about it and the physical look of it, but they're not saying like when it's going to come out yet. And that's kind of odd too, because you would think that they'd want it to come out during like a major holiday so that they can kind of get as much advertising out there as possible, especially Christmas. Right. The biggest time. Most, most right. consoles tend to launch like in November. Yeah. Um, November, December. Yeah, so I'm just wondering, okay, if they haven't said anything about it yet, are they going to do it before the end of the year, or are we going to wait until next year in, like, a random, like, spring drop? I don't know. I see that. Like, it's a 2023 uh, Q2. Mm, maybe, yeah. Maybe before the summer, I guess. Yeah. Let's see. Um... Let's see. I know they talked, though, they shut off the story trailer for the God, uh, for God of War Ragnarok, um, which still comes out November 8th. Then um, they talked about Gran Turismo. I know that, uh, who got cast in that movie? Is it Chris Pratt? Because I feel like he's in everything now. <laughs> I don't think it was Chris Pratt. I th- I know what you're talking about. Oh, man, but in that God of War trailer, they showed Odin. I don't know if you guys saw yeah, that. David Harbour. Harbour. Right, David Harbour. Is, uh, Orlando Bloom is in it, too? He's pretty turismo. What is this movie supposed to be about? It's it's <laughs> racing. It's 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 a racing game. Well, it, I, I know, but like... <laughs> there's so there's never been a story <laughs> to this. Well, I'm pretty sure like that the... the ga- like it was like a street racing game, right? And so, like, it's probably going to be similar to Fast and Furious, I would imagine. It would it would probably be more like the original Fast and Furious than uh, what Fast and Furious has become now. Now, this is all my speculation, so please don't quote me on this, people. But that's what I would imagine it'd be about. I always thought it was, like, the, like, real racing, like, on tracks and stuff. Hmm. Gran Turismo. Maybe. I don't know. I just know that I hated the controls. Apparently, it's supposed to be like pretty much true to actual driving, but I never know. Oh, yeah, I hate that. Um, yeah. They also talked about the. I thought Forza yeah. was the one where it's like real. No, Gran Turismo is more real. Before, okay, they're both very similar. It's just that Gran Turismo well, is the Sony one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Forza is Xbox's version or Microsoft's version of it, yeah. but they're both realistic driving, right? Gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, going back to the Grand Turismo thing, I'm like, oh my god, that's gonna be so. Mad. What, what is Sony doing? <laughs> Sony Entertainment so silly. Uh, they got Last as of Us. So they can get that one, right? Yep. <laughs> hey, but it's with HBO Max though. Uh, yeah. Wait, is it Max or is other... HBO? Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are two different things, apparently. Oh my god. Okay. Well. The last cool thing about the PlayStation blog, other than PSVR, would be like 
the Hogwarts Legacy one. They're already showing a DLC for Hogwarts. It's uh, called Haunted Hogsmeade Shop. Oh, that's so, the um, PlayStation exclusive um, quest. mission. Yeah. Yes. So if you have a PlayStation, you get this exclusive mission where you go into a dark dungeon and fight a bunch of like dummy dolls. It looks pretty cool. Why? Uh, it's definitely like magic. But magically enchanted dummies. But no, 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 not not like why are you doing that in the class? Uh, <laughs> why are you putting an exclusive quest for the that? Are, is are they giving everyone like every console, every device that it's coming out on an exclusive quest? I don't think so. I think PlayStation might have. Like giving them Sponsored money? It? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you money to give us something more special for our version of the port. <laughs> okay. I still hope that yeah, I still hope that they just kind of it's like a timed one instead of a complete exclusive. Right. Yeah. Okay. If if maybe you got maybe if PlayStation gets it first and then everyone else can get access to it later, fine. Mm-hmm. But if it's truly an exclusive to the PlayStation console, I, I feel like days of that type of thing are, are gone. Like, if you start doing that, people are going to be, like, really salty towards you. Like, you getting an exclusive quest like that isn't going to make me want to get that that one. You know what I mean? If I have a PC and I want... Well, I don't know if it's coming out on PC, but regardless. It is. Okay, so if I have a PC and... My and now I'm debating now I'm debating between getting it on the PlayStation and the PC. And PlayStation says like, oh, we're just gonna slip in another quest here, so that way you can get it on this instead. I'm probably gonna get it on the PC regardless because that is just like, that, I don't know. That's 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 shitty. That's really shitty that you would do that. I think that agreed. It has to be one of those things where PlayStation gets it first. That's the only way I could see it being fair. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's... Yeah. Unless, down the line, there's, like, a DLC that includes it. But I just think that you're right. It's not... It has to have something comparable if it was to be in a different console, I guess, to make it fair. Or interesting, right? Like, if PC got it, not Haunted of Hogsmeade, but they got, like, Dumbledore's drugs. Oh, I don't know. Jewelry? Dungeon. Like, something, like... Dungeon, yeah, right, like something similar. It was not alive in this time. You don't know that. Okay, I do. Oh, look at you, Mister Harry Potter, smarty pants. Hmm. But yeah, we'll just have to wait to see. I think the biggest thing about PlayStation though was the VR, though, mm-hmm. and like how everyone is praising it out of like. Just with huge uh, user ability too, not just like the UI or anything, but people are actually playing with it now. So I'm really excited, but still, no release date. Mm-hmm. And then that's pretty much it for PlayStation. Let's cool. do Nintendo. <laughs> Did you see the, the Nintendo one? The Legend of Zelda? Or do you I, know anything about this one? I watched a little bit of it. Okay, uh, I I will say that as soon as I saw the Breath of the Wild trailer or just the Breath of the Wild announcement, I was like, "Man, I still have not played the first one." 
<laughs> Not even like, huh, I should play the first one, but just, man, haven't touched it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Don't so. Don't you love that, fr- that franchise, though? I do. No, and that's what I was just going to say. Like, I love, I love Zelda. I, I have tried to play that game before, but I've never given it, like, a deep dive try. It just annoys the shit out of me when there is something in a game that when I find it, I cannot do it when I find it. So I sit there for hours trying to complete whatever task it is that I find. And if if it's not readily accessible or easily showing me how it's going to get done, I will just quit quit the game. And the thing about this game, about Breath of the Wild, that got me were the fucking motion controls in there are you know have you played the game Ted? Yeah. Okay, so there the shrines that you have to go into, right? There are puzzles that you have to solve. Yep. I love them. They are so good except for the ones where it's like you have to like it zooms out and you control some sort of platform using your entire switch or controller on the screen like and so, like, like there's this thing, like, you know those, like, old kids' toys where it's, like, there's a ball in a little square and there's a maze and you have to roll the ball yeah. through the maze? There is a yeah. fucking shrine like that in Zelda. And, oh, my God, it is the most maddening thing to ever have to do. <laughs> like, you have to, like, use momentum and catapult the ball. There is no, like, wave. Like, I solved the, the labyrinth, and even once you solve it, there's not enough momentum for you to get the ball where it needs to go. It's, like, it is just the stupidest thing. And I've looked it up on Reddit. There, I am not the only person that feels this way. It is one of the most fucking <laughs> annoying things that there is in the game. And I, I just I quit the game. Um, so next time I go into it, I have to avoid it. Huh. So, I, so I don't get mad and quit the game. But then how are you going to beat the game? I know. <laughs> I'll just feel incomplete. I know. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. That's what I mean. Like, I have to mentally tell myself, just move on to something else. Like, even though it's right here at the beginning of the game. game yeah, exactly. It's a different game, though. Exactly. But... It looked uh, cool, yeah. and it looked like they brought in elements from Skyward Sword into Breath of the Wild. Like, as the fact that you're all the way up in the sky in some of those uh, clips, um, it did yeah. give me more of a Skyward Sword aesthetic. And that's good? I think it's good, as long as they keep the, the same combat from uh, Breath of the Wild. Because Skyward Sword was just kind of wonky. I haven't played the remake of it that they released on Switch, but apparently it was pretty good. Okay. Well, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, comes out May 12th, 2023. So you have about a year to play Legend of Zelda All Breath right. of the Wild era. All right, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I won't be happy about it, though. <laughs> Did you ever play Octopath Trail Traveler? Yeah, yeah, I've played Octopath Traveler. Well, you're getting a sequel. Wait, really? They're coming out with another one? Yeah. 
Octopath Traveler 2, introducing a new entry into Octopath Trailer series. Uh, takes the series HD 2D graphics, a fusion of retro pixel art, and 3D CG to an even greater height. In the world of Celestia, eight new travelers venture forth into a exciting new era. Where will you go? What will you do? Whose tales will you bring to life? That's actually really exciting. Embark on a new adventure all on your own, Octopath Trailer 2. Launches Nintendo Switch February 24, 2023. Oh, that's pretty quick. Oh, that's, that's so like, soon. Yeah, that's really soon, actually. <laughs> yeah, Octopath Traveler is a fun game if you like, uh, like pixelated RPG driven games or story driven games, I should say. Yeah, it's side scroller, but it has 3D elements in it. It feels more like, um, hmm, like it, okay, so. It's a game that wants to resemble and hit the vein of these classic RPGs like Final like Final Fantasy old school games um not quite like Mario side scrolling but more like uh how do I explain like Pokemon like Pokemon Game Boy Advance would be like where you're like walking around so it's like have you guys played Live a Live a Live it's like Octopath. No, I've never heard of that, Anthony. I'll have to I'll I'll have to check that out. Um but the Octopath it, it it's cool because they they I don't know if it's actually 3D or if they just use like cool shadow effects to make things look 3D, but the towns that you're in it it all feels like it's a 3D environment even though you're playing like a 2D looking character. Like Paper Mario. Have you ever played Paper Mario? Yeah. It's yeah, kind of like yeah, yeah. that. It's kind of like that. Environment, yeah, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, another thing with the Nintendo Showcase was that they released like four different farming simulators. Holy shit. Uh, oh, on four the Switch? Yeah. So if you're into farming simulators, this is your year. I yeah apparently like I had no idea how many people were really into these simulator games, but they have a really big following. I it mind boggles me too. I think like Stardew Valley was like one of the jump starts for it. That or like Tractor Simulator. <laughs> for some reason, Tractor Simulator was like a big thing. Oh no, Goat Simulator too. Yeah, Goat Simulator was was a really big thing. Everyone loved it. Um, even Sam. Even Sam. <laughs> even it's like one of those games where it was like full of bugs, but the bugs are what made people love it. Like they they literally were not mad about the bugs bugginess of the game. They it made it more enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so another thing from Nintendo that I think we can all kind of relate to is Mario Kart 8. They're coming out with a new, this third DLC. Mm-hmm. That one includes, uh, Mario Kart. Let's see. Let me read it real quick. Wave 3 will feature eight courses. Mary mm -hmm. Mountain from Mario Kart Tour. Peach Gardens from Mario Kart DS. And other ones. But we're about to get eight new maps. That's crazy. This yeah. one game... Turned into like Mario Kart itself. 
it's not you, Mario Kart Eight anymore. It's just Mario Kart. Exactly. Do you guys do you guys have these the new carts? Do you guys have the new maps like access to them? No, not yet. Okay. Yeah, Jess and I have been playing them. It's a lot of fun. Are they? Yeah. And they like the I like the way they're doing it because it's like it's like twenty five bucks or something like that for but you get everything but the and they're releasing it in waves so it's like every six months or something like that they release these eight new maps so then you get to go back and and do more in the game and and unlock new shit so much to do yeah Yeah. exactly i really think that they're doing a good job with mario kart i don't think they have like mario kart 8 is how old now like this version of it yeah like mario it's been like two years right Nah, man, it came. This came out when the Switch came out, I think. No, it came out when the Wii oh came God. out. Mario Kart Eight. What? What is the Wii U? Mario Kart Eight was on the Wii U. Really? Holy shit! Mario Kart Eight came out 2014. <laughs> it was first released on the Wii U. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's just been like the perfect game. So people are like. People, okay, for a while, everyone was like, why aren't they making a new Mario Kart game? It's because they perfected it. This is kind of like how FIFA or like Madden should be. It's just like, if you want the new next year season, it's like a small upgrade fee, not like this outrageous one. Yeah. But whatever. So Mario Kart's doing well. Glad to hear. Glad to hear you're having fun. You two are having fun with it too, though. Oh, it's great. It's just loads of fun. Okay. Um, yeah. Other than that, they just were talking about a bunch of updates for for their games, but I think that's all for that one. Cute. Cool. One by Overwatch Two, new character in a battle pass. Woo! Love new character <laughs> announcements. So, Overwatch's new character is named Kiriko, right? Yes. I think it's K I R I Kiriko, K O. Yes, that is correct. Have you guys seen any gameplay trailer for her? I saw like a little bit of it, but I didn't see like anything that made it like very apparent what kind of she- hero she was going to be. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't watch the trailer. Uh, interestingly okay. enough, I'm reading this. It says that they're going to be sharing the PVE stuff with us in 2023. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's That's been known for a little bit now that the PVE stuff's not going to come out at launch. I thought that yeah, that, that was going to be a paid access, though. I yeah. didn't say anything about whether or not it's yeah, paid, or, but they just said they're going to talk about it next year. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, I see. Okay. So it's still possibly that it could be paid. Like, that part's not confirmed nor denied yet. It's just that we'll learn more about PVE in 2023. Right. They're probably right. still working out the model that they'll use to, like, launch it. Gotcha. So Kiriko is a healer, support healer. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, she's a support healer. She throws out kunai and she throws out like little talisman. Uh, what's it called? Tickets, not tickets, but paper. 
Oh, yeah, no, they, um, no, talismans. Yeah, I think that's what they would call them, talismans. And when her alt makes everyone invincible. So, like, when I saw the gameplay, she throws her fox at people and then everyone becomes translucent and non-targetable. So it's like oh. Yeah. You can use it as a bum rush. You can use it as a safety mechanic. Almost like everyone becomes it. like Moira. Kinda, yeah, for like two to three seconds. Yeah, but not you don't get the speed. Okay, that's fair. But just um, like like you like basically like you just have no solidity. Then you 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 would be like an invisible person, or like not not invisible yeah. because that still would be solid. You become a like right. a yeah. You know what I'm trying a to say here? Air. A mist yeah, of air essentially. Okay. If you're down, if you're done playing, we can always watch that trailer at the end when you're done playing of just how she mechanic, like, but there's nothing of her. You sent me a video. I'll pull it up. Okay. I'll just do that right now then. Because it's pretty cool what she can do. It's just, I don't know if they did a, like, in-depth description on her yet. The what I saw was a two-minute video of her doing abilities, but nothing like, this is what she can do, this is what you need to watch for, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to send it right now. Do, 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 do. But they also talked about uh, the battle pass that they'll be introducing in Overwatch 2. Which seems to be very cosmetic heavy. That makes sense. That's one of the things that people love about Overwatch. Yeah, so. It seems like you get a lot of things from it. It just... Would you say Fortnite is the only model where the Battle Pass, once you buy it, as long as you complete it, you can buy the next season? Like, they give you enough funds? Aaron? Fortnite? Yeah. Is it the only one? I don't... Uh, yeah. hmm. That you've played. I mean, yeah, like, but it's also like the only one that I've actually bought the Battle Pass for consistently. So it's the only one that I've that I've been able to very reliably say, yes, if you buy that Battle Pass and you use that, you, you earn the money for it, then yes, it will... Uh, it will get you your money back and then some. Where did you post this, Ted? Uh, I posted in the Discord. In general? Oh. In the voice chat general, I'm sorry. That's a, that's not possible. Oh, wait. Oh, okay, I see. I did in the voice channels accidentally. My bad. Oh, that's okay. I see, I see. For generations. Oh, oh, you guys can see, can you? Yeah, mm -hmm. I can see okay. it. My family has served and protected our city by following traditional paths. Me? <laughs> I made my own. Some of the old. Some of the new. She's got kunai, paper talismans. Those are healing. Looks like they can do other things too. Yep. I run with blades all the time. 
Oh, she can climb walls. This is it. Oh, wow. So if you, if you use like a bastion or something, you can use that to like get through them. Yeah. Oh, wow. So timing's gonna be huge. She's gonna be high skill cap though. Oh, so that's not her ult though. That was her ult. Oh, what? You're right, dude. That is that. That sounds fun as shit. Oh my god, that's not her ult. You just have to use that as an ability. Hmm. Oh, Hello damn. and welcome back. That's to pretty Iron powerful. Lord. No, what the hell? there isn't a major update. It has to have a long cooldown timer, or she can't be that. Uh, there's no way she's beefy. That's for sure. Oh no. Hmm. Yeah, she's gonna be I real like squish. Ten health. Ten health. <laughs> One little <laughs> puff, she dies. <laughs> Death. Okay. Um, Modern Warfare 2 beta comes out in a little bit. It came out if this weekend already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People on PlayStation have been playing it right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I was going to ask, did you guys get invited to it? Or? I did. Oh, you have to buy the game. Oh, you what? So because I have Comcast, it says I can play the, the, the Modern Warfare like 2. Yeah, Comcast, like Xfinity. Because I, I, I have that as my internet provider. And so there's actually an advertisement. I can see it on my screen right now. Um, it says, like, you have access to the Modern Warfare 2 beta because you have Comcast, like, to to access it, do such and such and such. I just haven't accessed it. Because it's just going to be, like, it's not, the, it's not the part of the game that I'm excited for. You know what I mean? Like, I want, I want to play the DMZ, and I want to play... Uh, the new war zone, and I don't think either of those are part of this open beta. It's like more the uh, like team deathmatch and and uh, search and destroy things like that. Right. So it's just like the basic Call of Duty team matches, and then you get to see the new levels. I think. Right. Yeah. There's new maps and things like that. Warzone. They 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 set Warzone's gonna launch way before this game comes out. Like Warzone 2.0. No, it is. They said already. Uh, okay. Let me let me see here. Let me switch scenes real quick. Oh, you can do that. November 16th is when it comes out. There you go. November 16th. And then Modern Warfare 2 isn't coming out till I think, maybe even 2023. Possibly. Yeah, I think it's like a week before. Yeah. So it's like Warzone gets released and then a week after is going to be Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Okay, yeah, that's not too bad then. I thought it was more than that, but uh, still. I'm excited. I, I'd be down to get back into Warzone. Those were fun days of COVID. I, I want to see if they... <laughs> yeah. I want to see if they listened. Like, they, they saw a definite drop in their player base. You know what I mean? There's so much mm -hmm. cheating. 
oh my god when we were playing like towards the end of our days playing <laughs> yeah yeah like, it was not fun at that point nope so I think that they did solve, I've been keeping up here and there with the community and Warzone and they did solve a lot of the cheating problems. I just think I need something to start back in like fresh. I don't think jumping in now would be fun Agreed. for me. Yeah, I'm not Which getting back in until it's a new game. Yeah. So that's that. And this is a weird place to end it off with this podcast, but Constantine's sequel. Yeah, that just kind of came out of nowhere. I'm just came out of nowhere. It's so. Did you guys watch this movie? Yeah, the first one. Yeah, I did. I watched. I thought they did a sequel to that one, though. I don't think they ever did. I just thought it was weird. That's is was it always under Bad Robot? Bad Robot. I don't know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> director Francis Lawrence. I don't think so. Alan Moore, story by Alan Moore. Oh, it's based on. I see. I didn't know that Alan Moore wrote for Constantine at some point. Constantine, I didn't know either. I know he did like the whole Swamp thing. I guess that makes sense mm. if Constantine too. I'm kind of excited. I would like to see J.J. Abrams and uh, Keanu Reeves work together. I think that they could... I'm kind of like, finding it interesting... Of... Yeah, go ahead, Ted. Sorry. No, I just, I just find it... Uh, I think it's going to be cool. Dynamic, those two. It's uh, going to be interesting seeing like a Constantine that doesn't look like Constantine at the same time. Oh, you're right. Was, yeah, that's like the weird thing about the first one. He's like, this isn't how he looks. Uh, <laughs> Not at all. It's just yeah. like the name. It's like, what? <laughs> Turns out the next Constantine's just going to be him and John Wick again. <laughs> John Wick as a priest. John Wick as Neo. John Wick. <laughs> but now Neo as John Wick. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> I'm excited for it, and I'm also excited that's not, like, a big Warner Brothers studio. Like, I think uh, Bad Robots is... I think they're good. They're fine, yeah. I like them. Yeah. <laughs> it's loosely based off of it. I don't... Okay, I think that's it. That's it? That's it? That's it. I think that's it. Oh my god. <laughs> we had two hours of content. Holy shit. For anyone that was listening this entire time. Well, we did miss last well, week. We that's did true. cover. We did make up for it too. We did it. Good job, we guys. Didn't forget it. We did it. And sorry to the people that, that hang out with us while we do this because last week uh my apartment flooded. So that was that was fun <laughs> to deal with. <laughs> Your apartment flood. <laughs> it was like the most rain that I had ever seen fall here in Chicago. Like it was just like, <laughs> like everywhere. 
I was about to let out my dog and we go out the back door and there's just like, like, like at first it's like, there's like a small like stream of water going down the back stairs. And I'm like, wow, I've never seen this happen before. Like, I mean, I granted I haven't lived here that long, but like still like this is more water than I've seen come down here. And I go up there and I open the door. And as I open the door, the rain increases and it's just like, you can no longer see outside. And all of a sudden, this huge stream of water just gushes into my apartment. I like close the door and I'm like, oh, okay, Parker, we're not, we're not going for a walk right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was so bad. Why? Oh, poor Parker. But, but yeah, that's it. That is Sign it. us off. All right. Well, Thanks for hanging out, people. We are the Jointly. Once again, my name is Aaron, a.k.a. Gilgamushmush. We had the guy... Well, actually, let me just flip back to the... Oh, God, I forgot it's going to do that. Let's flip back to this screen. There we go. We have the gentleman in the middle there, whose name is... Sam, and sometimes known as the rural jerk. And finally, we have the gentleman on the right. Ted. <laughs> yeah, Anthony, oof. I know, it was, it was awful. Um... But you? we uh we are the jointly. Thanks for hanging out. We will be back next Sunday. Um, I would say 10 a.m., but honestly, it might be closer to 11. I don't know right now. <laughs> um, so come come hang out with us. Be be ready anywhere between 10 and 11 o'clock Central <laughs> Time, and uh, what is it? 8 a.m., 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific Time. Is that it? Yeah. Yep. Be there. Be square. Love you all. Goodbye. Thanks for hanging out. Bye-bye. Goodbye. See you later. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.